What is up guys, Zach in here, and in today's video, I want to break down the top five cold calling lists you must be pulling for the best success possible in your wholesaling real estate business. I'm here, I'm excited, I'm jacked up because I'm going to help you get the best success possible when it comes to cold calling your motivated sellers, and for you to have the best success possible when it comes to actually talking to sellers. And really, the most important part of this video is I don't want you to waste your time. And that's really the big point of today's video. You should not be wasting your time talking to sellers, right? So if I'm going to have you cold call for, let's say, five hours a week, and I want you to have the best chance of getting a wholesaling real estate deal, these are going to be the top five lists for this year and for 2023 for you to be pulling for the best success possible. So before we break it down, do me a big favor. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button, okay? Smash it. Hit the bell. Comment below your questions. Always love answering people's questions. And most importantly, guys, you got to get ready to get ready into wholesaling. You got to get excited because this stuff can change your life. So what I'm going to do is show you the top five cold calling lists. And most importantly, the stuff that gurus don't talk about exactly step-by-step step how to pull this list. So I'm going to show you how to pull this list and what they are. So you have all the knowledge, all everything you need to know about becoming successful in wholesaling real estate. So I'm ready to go. I'm excited. So Hit that like button, guys. Subscribe and get your stinking butt out of bed. Let's go. And since we're at 1 o'clock right now, y'all know some of you people on the West Coast are in bed. So get out of bed. Let's go. Woo! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Guys, got to get a Ric Flair woo, up in here because we're excited. We're going to break down exactly everything you need to know about getting the best list possible for cold calling. Guys, the biggest issue I see with a lot of cold calling, there's two main issues right now. There's two massive issues I see in cold calling, especially right now uh, that so many beginners are having struggles with and you know some advanced wholesalers are having. And that's really what I'm going to break down. So the first one, which you're not going to get into extreme detail uh, during the list uh, part of it, but I will tell you, most people have an issue with pulling the wrong list, right? So that's what we're talking about today. And the second big issue is they're pulling the wrong list and they're having the wrong scripts and they're talking to the sellers in the wrong way. So it's a terrible mix, guys. If you have a bad script, it's not going to work. And if you have a bad list, it's not going to be good either. The coolest part about the script is 
I can fix pretty much everybody's script in a 15 minute conversation with anyone that hops on the one-on-ones and talks to me guys. It's absolutely for free. I don't know what else I can tell you, but that's probably the best way to do it. And right. Just go to freelancing.com, go through, y'all know how to do it. Right. But the harder part, which we're talking about today, which you might need a full 30, 40 minutes, an hour for me to break down, which I am going to do today because this is so needed in the wholesaling real estate community. I wish when I started cold calling, somebody made a video like this, but no guru is willing to do it because it's all behind a paid mastermind. And what I'm going to do is really give you $5,000 worth of game right now, absolutely for free because I am not a guru and I am sick of them and I'm sick of uh, you guys not getting the best information. So without further ado, let's kind of break this down. The top five list for cold calling guys. When I say top five, don't be upset if I don't mention you, this random list out here. Okay. Because if I can only bring top five, it's like, if somebody says, Zach, what's the top five rappers of all time? It's like, dang, I got to bring so many people out of this that deserve to be on there, but you only have five, right? It's like, oh, that's a tough one. Right? So uh, it's like my top five rappers, you know, it's like my top five cold calling lists. Like I got so, I have probably hundreds of ones that I love, but like I can only choose five. And so for the cold calling list is like, I was thinking about it, like, you know, top five, like, well, how am I going to find this? This is a tough one, right? So unfortunately without, with a lot of deliberations and a, a lot of thinking, this is going to be my top five cold calling list. Remember there are so many more. If you go to freelancing.com, which is right here, uh, I, I break down probably, I would take 50 lists for you to pull. There's probably 50 types of lists to pull uh, in cold calling to have success with it, right? And so I want to break down one thing before we get in the list. It's the list you should not be calling, right? So there's only a couple specific lists you shouldn't be calling. And let me just explain them really quick. I, I think the number one list you probably should avoid, and I'm going to write it down going to be the pre-foreclosures and and i can tell you guys straight up like before getting this you should definitely avoid the pre-foreclosures and every single time somebody comes out to me and says zach i'm having struggles with my cold calling and i just can't have any success and it's not working and everything stinks and cold calling is the worst thing ever and i'm like okay well tell me what list are you pulling and they say zach i'm pulling the pre-foreclosure list right and I'm like, okay, you're pulling the pre-foreclosure list. Like, yeah, no one wants to answer their phone. Everybody's super standoffish. And I just don't understand. This is so ridiculous. Zach, I, I thought you, you say pre-foreclosure. Zach, here's the thing. Pre-foreclosures are really good for texting, reverse drawing for dollars, direct mail, right? Those type of strategies. Pre-foreclosures, you got to think about them. If they're behind on the mortgage payments, they're probably not paying to repair the property, which means it's an ugly house. They might want to get rid of it for cash. And they probably have an auction date already, which is absolutely amazing. That means they want to get rid of the property. Boom. We love that stuff. But here's the biggest issue. And here's the main issue you guys have to understand when it comes to pre-foreclosures. They're not paying their mortgage. They're probably not paying their credit cards, right? And if they're not paying their credit cards, and especially with mortgages, because mortgages are a weird thing, right? Mortgages get sold off. So maybe you have a mortgage with, I don't know, rocket mortgage, right? And they, sometimes they will just sell. They, this is shocking. Like wholesaling, they will sell the agreement that they'll sell the mortgage to an, they'll just assign it to somebody else. And now you have a new uh, creditor, right? And so it'll get to like Aquin lending and then it'll go to like, I don't know, I don't know, Capital One will buy it, like smaller financial firms, right? And they'll sell the debt, right? 
And it, it, it's, I don't get too complicated with it because I can't get complicated because they sell for a lot of money. Uh, but you know, it's the time value of money and then they have their equations and stuff like that, but they'll sell the debt, right? Kind of like credit card. I want you guys to understand how credit card debt works. If bank of America gets $10,000 in credit card debt for you, and now you have $15,000 cause it's five grand in, in uh, interest payments. They will sell that debt for like 12 grand to somebody else and they'll try to collect it, right? So pre-foreclosures, once you're in that debt cycle, you're going to get, someone's going to buy that debt and guess what they're going to do? They're going to get your phone number and they're going to call you nonstop. They're like loan sharks, okay? They, these companies, if you're behind on your mortgage, then you're going to be on a list of you're behind on their mortgage and everybody's going to call you. Credit repair service plate. Yeah, you guys see it on Instagram. Those people are so annoying. The, the I'll repair your credit and it's, just the chat box and all chat bots and all that stuff. So you're going to see that. And these sellers just get hammered so much. It's a terrible list to do uh, to cold call. So I would not cold call the pre foreclosures. Remember most pre foreclosure sellers, they'll read a text they get, but they'll never answer the call. They'll screen the calls like crazy. So pre foreclosures do not call. Uh, I would also add a credit card debt lien list on there. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of calling them. You can call them. I've done deals with cold calling pre-foreclosure, but it wasn't specifically targeting pre-foreclosures, right? Uh, it just kind of happened. So just understand that. Uh, but having the seller call you is, is always a better option, especially with those type of leads. Uh, so those, if you're calling that list and you're wondering why your results aren't that good, this is probably why. Your results aren't that good because unfortunately, you're calling the pre-foreclosure list. So I, I would probably would not do that, right? And remember with these lists, you gotta use the right skip tracing for them. And that's going to help make your success a lot better. So let's go to number five. Number five are going to be the paid lists with free wholesaling.com filters. And what do I mean by that, right? Now, a lot of the other lists you can get for free and maybe they're not free, right? But like what I could tell you is this is a general grouping of most paid lists are actually pretty good to co-call, right? And a lot of them aren't about how quality of it. It's just timing, right? So if I call people that have high equity, so a free wholesaling.com filter for most leads, if they have over 50% equity, if they've owned the property for over two years, if the property is below the median home price in the area and it's where cash buyers really like, if I call a lot of those properties, most of them are going to be grouped in together and they're, they're going to be pretty good, right? So maybe I'll pull the vacants in there, right? And I'll put a vacants with the high equity with there and I'll stack it on there, right? I can go and do the water shutoff list. If, if I want to write, that'll actually be in the paid list, right? Like listrei.com prop stream. I got to go to the utility lean, lean list if I really want to, right? I, I can add in a bunch of other leads on here, right? I can go zombie properties, which is technically a proof foreclosure, but because they vacated it, it, it it's actually, it's a high priority for me. Uh, but really any type of paid specific list, I, I would say even absentee owners, they're really good. And these are definitely lists I'd be recommending. Uh, and then on top of that, right, number four, and I'll, I'm going to break down exactly how to pull these the right way. Uh, but actually, let me just show you how to pull it really quick. So pop up handy dandy prop stream, and I'll show you how to pull the paid lists, right? So in prop stream, listaria.com, there's a lot of these type of paid lists out here. And I'll tell you guys, they work, right? You have to actually pull them yourself and do put some work into them, but they actually do. So if I go into prop stream here and I want to pull it right, got to clear out some mega deals we're doing on prop stream. So I just got to clear out uh, the property history for you guys. So then y'all try to steal my big deals. I mean, these are like $70,000 deals. I don't want anyone seeing them. 
Okay, cleared out. I just put Vegas on there, right? So let's use Las Vegas and Nevada, right? So if, in, if I'm in Las Vegas, right, and I want to pull some paid lists. All right, so if I'm going to pull some paid lists, right, and if I want to go over here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to filter. And all I'm going to go to filter here is quick choice. These on the quick choice are just, these are just part of the paid list that you can get right there. There's actually a ton of them. So there's vacant properties, which are good liens. Remember, we're not going to call call the pre foreclosures, right? There's some high equity I like, bankruptcy, divorce. So bankruptcy, I'd probably avoid. I'll tell you, divorce is actually a decent list you can add on there, right? Tax delinquencies is a huge one, guys. These are people. So I let's just click tax delinquencies. I, I want people like when I say paid list, right? I talk about my favorite rappers. I can't bunch them all in. Okay. So I just want everybody to understand that. So, so Natalie says this, what about tax liens? Right. And so one thing I want everyone to understand about here, when it comes to the difference between tax liens and tax delinquencies. So tax delinquencies is a way better list than the tax lien. So a tax lien, so you just look how taxes work. So if I am a regular homeowner, right, and I live in a house and I pay taxes every November, right? I'll just kind of use my local market as an example, right? If I don't pay my taxes for the year, let's say it's two grand, not the big deal. I'm not going to get foreclosed on, right? There's going to be an auction, but after year two, I might get put a lien on the property. So if I don't pay for a year and for a full year, I, I don't pay anything, I actually might get the ax. Like they, they, they might be like, Hey, if you don't pay next year, it's over. Right. Some markets you cannot pay for three years before you get a lien on it. Maybe it's even four. I've seen five actually before they've actually foreclosed. But honestly, you look at the way back taxes work. Usually if you don't pay and you're a year behind on your taxes or two years behind on your taxes, if they didn't put a lien on the property, it's delinquent, right? So you're delinquent on it. You're not paying the taxes you're being naughty, you're being terrible, you're being bad, right? And I, I think so many people get that confused. So tax delinquencies are within a year or two, right? So these are people that just, they couldn't afford to pay it this year. That's a really good list. Tax liens, that's like, they already put the order on there. That's two, three, even four years in of not paying. Mostly everybody's already called that list. The tax delinquencies are a lot faster. And because we're in November right now, so especially in Florida, a lot of property taxes are due in November. Some do, do in December uh, around the country. Some even in June, I see. Like there's different times, but property taxes are usually due in November for a lot of places. Uh, so this is actually one of the best times out here to be doing it. So uh, let's look at Las Vegas property taxes due. So I'm looking at Vegas. Uh, installments are due. Let's see. Property taxes are due in the beginning. So the beginning of property tax bills are in July and June. So every market's different, right? I would tell you straight up, and this is just a hidden tactic you're only going to get on this channel, but look at certain virtual markets and see when their tax bills are due and then go a month after that and then go after those tax delinquencies. Those work really well. Most people pay on the dot. It's pretty cool, right? So uh, that's why I like PropStream, right? Batch Leads has this too, right? Like a lot of other uh, services have this too, but uh, we're just adding it on this because it's just a little quicker. Uh, tax delinquencies, right? There's a good one. I would avoid the senior owners. I just want everyone to understand that. I, I just, I never felt comfortable going after people just do their age. Vacant land's good. Tired landlord's good. Zombie properties. 
good. Pre-probates had to add on there, right? And then from there, these are the other hidden ones no one really talks about, right? Property characteristics. If I can, when I have a paid list, especially when I'm using the free wholesaling.com uh, filters on top of these things, you should understand that there are little intricacies uh, when it comes to getting the right list. So let me explain this. So if I want to get a good cold calling list, I'm just going to go here. I'm going to keep it a single family. You know, I might add some multifamily, maybe condos or townhouses. If I'm in Vegas, probably going to avoid that, right? Uh, MLS status, I want to make sure. I can even exclude HOAs. And I'm in Florida, so I love HOAs actually. So we're going to keep there. I want to make sure the property is not on the MLS. So this is just general what the free, like you should go to freeholsing.com and really get the full filters on there. Uh, but really, it, it's not going to like change everything for you uh, if, by learning in this video versus just going to freeholsing.com. So you go in days on market, see not on market, so we don't care. Now, pre-foreclosure, I don't want the pre-foreclosure, so... I, I can even exclude them to a point, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to add them on years of ownership. I want them to at least own it for two years. The reasoning behind that is most people that own it for under a year, they're a lot more difficult to get a wholesaling deal from. And remember, we're trying to buy it quick for cash. It's just statistically, you're going to probably waste more of your time and you're less likely to get a deal if I have a list and I can only afford a certain amount, right? So just understand that too. And now look at properties owned. This is something that I really like about listaria.com, other services too. But I look at properties owned. I don't want you to own more than five properties. If you own more than five properties, you're probably gonna be a pain in my behind, okay? Most likely not gonna call you and, and get a deal, okay? Now, there's some bigger deals out there and there's some bigger type of sellers that you can cold call. But honestly, if we're trying to get 20, 30, 40, $50,000 wholesaling deal, I'm probably gonna avoid that, right? That's probably not gonna be the best one. Now, this is another cool part, the tax exempt, uh, exempt status. You can really go through all of them. I, I don't really care too much about this. Um, so I just avoid it. Like I have veterans that I do deals with and I have veterans that don't, right? So any I leave there, absentee owner location. So I can find people that actually live out of state or out of county. That's actually pretty cool or local. I just put all on there, right? Uh, intra-family uh, transfer, keep that there. I don't include the unknown sales date. That used to be a big thing. Don't think it's that cool. Now, this is where we get cool. So we can add lean. So has an active lean. I can put that on there, right? Uh, I like liens. They're not bad, right? Divorce, all this stuff. So this is where the quick list can go in there. I can go specific liens. So people that are behind on their taxes. So if I want to go after tax delinquencies, I'm going to add that too. And that's 5,000 people behind their taxes, right? Now I can get people that are also behind on their HOA. So mechanics liens is usually uh, when someone does work on a property and they don't uh, kind of work on it, right? It's kind of funny. I, I've been through some crazy drama with that because it just, I don't even get into it right now, but I've had people try to get me a signed contract, do work, and then they decide not to do the work and they try to put a lien on it and then I have to fight them. But mechanics liens, I just avoid them. They're, they're not that crazy good. So uh, utility lien, a utility lien, they're usually not paying their utility bills, so water or electricity. Love that. That's a great one. I would include those two, but I put all uh, liens on there. So really, if they're behind their taxes, right? And then I don't want to add too much on there, right? Solar lien, I don't care about. Child support, I don't care about. The other lien section right here, I want everyone to understand that. The other lien sections where most credit card debt lien lists are going to be. So what I want to do is just go to other, and I might want to get rid of tax delinquencies, but I can add them on. So let's go to tax delinquencies. 
And then boom, I got a thousand here, right? So if I like go up to this property in general, right? It's actually a nice looking house here. Let's see what type of lien we got on here. Uh, this is an abstract of judgment from Pat Node and Felix. This looks like a law firm. Uh, so this is a law firm. Who does Pat So Pat and Felix. So this is me trying to understand what type of lead this potentially could be. So I'm going on here and I look at Patno and Felix. Patno and Felix is a law firm that represents purchasers and creditors. Uh, so skilled. So they're basically debt collector attorneys. So these are people behind on just general debts. And this is lean, like, guys, these are type of lists that no guru ever talks about in wholesaling, right? And this is where you get a lot of good ones. So like, this is what I'm generally saying, right? Like, I, I don't want to get into a full video on this, but like, then if I really want to make this even crazier, right? I don't want the property to be worth more than $300,000. I want them to have at minimum 50% equity, right? And there's not that too many properties in Vegas like that. So maybe add 400 on there, make it a little bigger. Not too crazy, but not too bad, right? So uh, I kind of mixed that down by over a fourth, right? And that worked out there. Mortgage information. If I'm not doing any creative finance, I don't really care about that too much. So that's really how you do the paid type lists. Just go to listaria.com. It's all in there. And then at freewholesaling.com, I sort of teach you how to do that. But those are the paid lists with freewholesaling.com filters. I just, I, I want everyone to understand how to pull that the right way. So that's why I'm making this video today for you guys. Uh, so you guys know. Number four here, this is technically a paid list, but I think it needs its own separate one. And this is the tired landlord list, guys. Tired landlords are amazing. I got to tell you straight up, a lot of amazing deals I have are from people that just want to get rid of the deal. Like they are sick of being a landlord. They're sick of this. They, they've owned it for three or four years. I just want to get rid of this property. These are some of the best deals possible in wholesaling real estate because they, this is why I love tired landlords. Again, at freelancing.com, we break down the filters a little more, but what I found, especially when, I don't know how to say this. I can't say it with the keywords uh, too well here, but during the panoramic that happened with, you know, uh, sickness. That's all I could say. The, the year after 2019, a lot of landlords were sick of these moratoriums where the tenants just refused to pay. And I bought a lot of deals from these people. And what I did from there was I just bought them. And then I, am, I was in Florida, which I love Florida. I could basically evict anybody at any notice, even during the year after 2019. Uh, pretty much after a month or two, I was able to just evict anybody I wanted to. So I'd buy these properties, evict them, and make like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on these deals. And this is really when the my I started my YouTube channel. I, I just I had my phone. I was just recording this, and it was it was, it was a really fun journey. Those views that has like one hundred and fifty views. Those type of videos. Those are really old. But what I can tell you is that still reigns true today. And even it wasn't as heightened as it was back then, the year before twenty twenty one. There are so many people right now that have just owned these rental properties and they're just sick of it. Like I'm sick of being a landlord guys, the entire landlord list. I pull it every single stinking month. You know why? Because every single month somebody decides they don't want to pay. They decide to trash the property and they're just sick of this. And this makes me a ton of money in wholesaling real estate. And I want you guys to understand that the more every single time there's distress, an ugly house, a bad situation. We make money in wholesaling, right? And the thing is, it's just human nature. 
And so guys, I buy deals all the time. So I remember I did one video where I wholesaled a house from a tired landlord. I made, I think $40,000 in the assignment deal. The, it was a girl, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend decides to cheat on the girlfriend. Terrible. Right. And so the girlfriend finds out and what would a rational person do when they find out, right? Maybe scream, shout, you know, key the car, you know, you know, they, they hear some Kelly, uh, they, they hear some, uh, music, right? No, she decides she's in a rental property to get back at him. She put a hundred holes in the wall. She took a hammer, smashed a hundred holes on the rental prop. It was a rental property. She caused, I think, $5,000 worth of damage to show the boyfriend up. And I was like, how does this punish the boyfriend? This punishes the landlord. And guys, I'm in Florida, so we're Florida people. What are you going to do, right? But I was like, what? And so we, the guy was so sick of it. He's like, I'm so done. So it was a vacant house, and we bought it. I, I just literally have a handyman re-drywall the entire house, basically. And it was expensive, but still made 40 grand on it. It was a great deal. And I can tell you is these things happen. I mean, Florida, it happens more than probably often more than people, but there's crazy. We're in the United States. There's crazy people everywhere. This crazy stuff happens every single month. If people are just, if human beings are crazy, which they are, I'm crazy. We're all crazy. There's going to be situations where there's going to be tired landlords and you just got to find these type of lists. And this is why you can use a paid service, right? You can just do regular cold calling, right? These type of leads happen all the stinking time. And that's why I like the tired landlord list because guys, these situations happen all, like all the stinking time and they're not criminal or anything. So like you can't find them on the news. They're, they're just sitting there, right? And you just got to know if you're in a city with a hundred thousand properties, you know, one property is bound to do something stupid uh, with, with a tenant, right? And that's a good opportunity for us, right? And so we've had situations, right? We buy deals that were grow houses, right? Which they, they were growing illegal uh, substances in them. And the landlord's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And they bought the property like five years ago and they want to get rid of it all the time, right? And so these are great leads. And you can really help the landlord out and really help everybody out. Now, the only situation I, I do want to tell everybody is in wholesaling, it's like, oh, what? There's a tenant in place. You just got to get a bigger discount and bring it to the cash buyer. Now, for me personally, I like, because I, I just have the cash, right? I just put these properties just by myself and then kick the tenant out because Florida is really easy for it. Now, if you're in California, you're in Washington state, you're in a state where it's a little harder to kick somebody out like that. It's harder to be a real estate investor there. I totally get it, right? But uh, that's why it's better to be in a landlord-friendly state when you're doing these type of lists, right? It always helps. Like in Florida, I could buy a deal, kick someone out in a month. Really easy. I I don't get any joy from doing that, right? Um, I, I had a situation once where it was a single mom and I felt terrible. Like my heart goes out to her, but here's the problem. This is another tired landlord situation. She didn't pay this 90-year-old woman and her daughter. They both owned the rental property together. They lived out of state for six months. Because those landlords, unfortunately, they have a huge heart. Hey, you're a single mom. You're struggling. I get it. But you can't pay this month. But can you pay? Can you bring it back next month? Yeah. Six months, she kept saying that excuse. And the older lady literally couldn't afford her own mortgage because she put everything into this rental property. And that's where you like, it, it's an ethical dilemma, but it's like, you know, what do you do? Who's in the right here?
and unfortunately, you're not paying for six months. You got to get out of that. Like, so I felt bad kicking the lady out, but you, you know, I just, you got to know when someone's trying to manipulate you with, with their heart and you got to understand tenant landlord situations and wholesaling right there. So like, even when I bought the property that that single mom came up to me and she's like, Oh, she gave me the sob story. And I felt terrible, but I was like, Hey, this isn't month one. This is actually month seven of you not paying. So I'm going to give you a free month. So you will be evicted on the end of the month. So I'm literally giving you a free month. So I'm giving you another free month, but you got to get out. And she tried convincing me the last day to, to stay and then everything will change. And then unfortunately uh, she left voluntarily. I had to give her, I think 500 bucks cash, put 500 bucks for her to leave, uh, but she left, but I didn't evict her at all. She left. She found a place. It was all fine. But these situations happen all the time. And it's up to you to help these sellers out. Because a lot of these sellers are literally just going to list on the market and just, they, they get rid of, here's a realtor. Let's, if you can call them, just offer a cash offer, that's even better for them. And so just understand that these are leads that just would have gone to a realtor, except you get paid now. And a realtor would have made three grand on it. You're going to make 40 grand on it, right? This is why I love tired landlords. They always work really well. And I make a ton of money because I'm in Florida. And if I'm in the Southeast where it's easy to evict, tenant, evict tenants and be a good real estate investor, it's great. Uh, but just understand, guys, that like this is a great list. This is very underrated list. I don't think many gurus talk about this list. Absolutely amazing. Y'all need to be pulling it. You know how to do it on uh, listdrive.com, zachdata.com, all the other places from there. It's good to go. And I think I revealed three there. Sorry. But tire landlord. So how do you actually pull this list right? How the tire landlord list is pulled is people that own property but their mailing address is different. And so they can guess pretty much to 80 to 90% accuracy that this is a landlord situation, right? Because if somebody owns a property and it's a vacation home, so for example, if I own a vacation home in, let's say Idaho, right? Boise, how do I know if it's not a rental property or not, right? It might be a half a million dollar house, nothing too crazy. It might be my vacation home. How do you know that's a vacation home or a, uh, landlord type home or, or a uh, rental property. Well, if the property is vacant, which means it has the green slip on there that it's a vacant property and the mailing address is different, it's probably a vacation home or a vacant house. But if it's a landlord, the cool part about that is there's going to be somebody living in the house and the person who owns it doesn't live there. 89% of the time it's a landlord. And the reason why it's called tired landlord is because they've owned the property for a long period of time, usually two or three years. And they're tired of being a landlord. That hence is how they pull the list. So number three, number three, how do I do the, hold on. Is it this? Three. All right. Three. Number three here. I kind of mix this together. I, I, I don't know. Talking to some people that go to FAU and they're, they're trying to share me the, the, the owl thing, but that's for a different day. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed the cringe there. Uh, so code violations is number three here. And co I add code violation leans together, you know, so it was really hard for me to pick these type of lists. And I didn't want to kick tired landlords out because they're, they're just in this market that's coming up. These tired landlord lists are actually going to get more guys. The code violation list is that th from 2022 to 2023, the tired landlord leads are actually going to go up. There's going to be more tired landlords in, in 2023 than in 2022. Same thing with code violations. There's going to be more code violations spiking in 2023 than in 2022. Liens, 
there's going to be more liens next year than this year. So understanding this, this is why I'm so bullish on these type of leads because they're just going to go, they're just going to spike up. And these are statistics you can look at, right? And these are statistics I look at for you guys. So code violations are great. These are people that usually have tall grass, structural damage, mold or mildew on the property, an amazing list to be pulling. But guys, the code violation list right now, there's just so many code violations out here and there's just more and more coming out. So go after all active code violations, I would say for the past month or two. Uh, cold call them, great list. Skip tracing, truepeoplesearch.com, pay for skip tracing, listarray.com, exactly.com, any one of those lists. But I'm telling you guys, it works very, very well. What kind of liens, right? Again, tax liens work really well. Credit card debt lien list, IRS debt lien list, right? These are all on here, right? Uh, so th there's just, there's so much opportunity right now for you. And it is up to you to take advantage of that opportunity. I can't make you take advantage of the opportunity. You have to do it for yourself. And this is why I'm making this video today for you guys. I feel like there's so much opportunity in this list that I had to go on and share it with you guys today. I can't, you know, so many people are paying 30 grand to go to a mastermind into a room for people to tell you this information. Okay. This is literally me trying to break the cycle of the wholesaling education game, right? You, most people have to pay 30 grand to get this information I'm talking about right now, but I'm giving it to you absolutely for free right now. So what does that mean? That means you got to get out of your butt and start pulling this list. Get your butt out of bed and get to work. And if you're willing to get to work, you'll do well. If you're not, you ain't going to do too well for you. All right, that's it. Number two, the driving for dollars list, right? So guys, you, it's no secret. I'm doing my driving for deals challenge. People have already gotten their first deal from this challenge. People are literally doing so many leads and they're finding so many ugly houses and they're doing so sneaking well because of this challenge. And the reason why I made this challenge is most of you guys out here are just overcomplicating, overcomplicating your call calling, your cold calling, overcomplicating your list pulling, overcomplicating every single aspect of wholesaling. I am so sick of the overthinking guys. I, I have a saying I've been saying lately and I've been saying it probably for the past four months now, but stop overthinking and start lowballing. So how do I get you guys to stop overthinking? And how do I get you guys to start lowballing more? Driving for dollars. That's why I made the challenge. That's why it is absolutely destroying it for everybody. That's why people are getting really good results from the challenge. When I did my 30-day wholesaling challenge, a lot of people's lives changed. And with this challenge, a lot of more lives are being changed, right? So driving for dollars, guys. Getting in the car and looking for ugly houses. The formula to success in wholesaling real estate is if you can find somebody that has an ugly house and you give an offer to them, get it accepted, sell the contract, you're going to do very well. That is the point, guys and gals watching this video. If you drive for dollars, you'll become successful. I'm telling you, the, the first person watching this video get to a thousand drawing for dollars leads and effectively cold call them with decent enough skip tracing, they'll become successful. They'll make a ton of money in wholesaling. But the question is, who's willing to pull a thousand drawing for dollars leads and who is willing to actually go out here and do the work. There's no secret. You can make a ton of money doing the work. And yes, there is some luck involved, right? Finding the right deal, cold calling the right deal, but it's ultimately up to you if you're going to do it or not, right? And I, that's why I recommend everybody just go to the drawing for uh, deals challenge. Week one was on the Flip with our YouTube channel. Week two is on the Zakin channel. And then we're going to post the replays on the freeholcing.com uh, course. Uh, when the challenge is over, but absolutely amazing guys. 
Highly recommend you guys check it out, guys. It's free. And I'm just the reason for the challenge is we're just pushing people past their limits for drawing for dollars and everybody watching this, right? So if you're not part of the challenge, you're watching this in the future. I could tell you if you can effectively pull a hundred drawing for dollars leads and just do some reverse drawing for dollars on it, you'll become successful. So what's reverse drawing for dollars? You're getting a sticky note. You're slapping that sticky note on the property saying something like, hey, this is Zach. I had a quick question about your property. Please give me a call back. You'll do well. And those are when people call you. So you're not even cold calling. So that's technically not even a cold calling list. Uh, but still, I'm going to put it in there. Uh, I'll be a little sneaky with it because that's just what I do. Let's see what other. Martin says, a thousand leads? Bro. Dude. Here's the thing. Martin says, I just want... I just need one deal. And you're complaining about a thousand leads. Here's the problem. I, I I just want, I want you to understand this, Martin. And I want everybody watching this to understand before I get in the top video, right? Uh, sorry, top list. There's a kid on here. There's a guy or gal in your market right now that wants it more. They want to get their first deal more than you. They want it more. They need it more. They have bills to pay. They have dreams to conquer. They have a life they need to live. And they are more willing to get a thousand leads than you. Whoever is more willing to pull those leads, trying for dollars and cold calling them will win. Unfortunately, if you're not motivated enough, somebody in your market will be motivated enough and they will get the money and you will not get the deal. And that person will become rich beyond their wildest dreams if they keep, keep it consistent. So the real question you have to ask yourself is, why am I not motivated? Why do I not want to live the life that I deserve? And if, if you don't want it bad enough, you're not going to get it. Guys, I was so, so stinking sick of where my life was at when I was 17 years old. And it wasn't terrible, right? I was working a bag boy job, minimum wage, but I don't want to be scrubbing dookie off a toilet and bagging groceries my entire life. I wanted it. I was hungry. I was starving for success. I was starving to make the most out of my life because I knew how important life is and how fleeting life is and how you got to take the most out of your opportunities in life. So I grabbed the opportunity by the horns and went, went to work. Martin, if you're not willing to do it, I don't know who will. I mean, Martin, you got Mars on your profile picture. If the people that are going to go to Mars didn't want it, they, they, they never get to it, right? You have to be willing to take life by the horns. And you have to be willing to do the work that it's required to become successful. I want everybody watching this to understand if you're not willing to pull the amount of leads it takes to become successful, somebody will. And that is why when everybody complains to me that they're not making the money they, they want, I can, ex I can correlate the amount of work you do to how much money you make in wholesaling real estate. So if somebody comes up to me and says, Zach, I've got my first deal. I know exactly. I could tell, actually, I don't even have to ask them that. I'm like, Zach, there's like, I haven't got my first deal. I'm like, well, that's obvious. I can tell pretty easy if you haven't got your first deal, you haven't marketed enough. So I can look by any, I can look at anybody by their marketing and see the results. I want everybody to understand that. I don't have to know you You can't, you're not being successful right now. I just look at what your marketing is. If I look at your marketing, yeah, yeah, you ain't doing well, right? And so if you're watching this right now and you want the result, you got to understand that results are equal to action. So stop focusing on the result. The result doesn't matter, okay? I could talk about I want a million dollars all day. Oh, I want a million dollars. Oh, I want a million dollars. You shouldn't stop caring about a million dollars. 
care about the amount of work it takes to make a million dollars. So if I'm looking at drawing for dollars, right? Let's say, let's be very conservative, right? 500 leads for a deal, okay? 500, if each deal is 10 grand, and let's call it 15 grand. If I wanna make a million dollars this year, each deal is 15 grand, a million divided by 15 grand, that's 67 deals, 67 deals times 500. That's 33,500 leads. That's a lot of stinking leads. That's a million dollars. I'm definitely gonna need a team for this. So I should stop complaining and caring about a million dollars. I should focus on calling and pulling 33,500 drawing for dollars leads. That's what I should focus on. I should not have a million dollars on my board to motivate myself. I should have 33,500 phone calls to motivate myself. That's 91.7, uh, right? Hold up. 33,500 divided by 365. That is 92 calls a day. 92. I should have that on my, I should have that on my board. 92 a day. If I'm gonna make a million dollars in cold calling for drawing for dollars, 92 a day, 92 a day, not a million, 92 a day, 92 a day, 92 a day. That is what I will focus my mind on. Guys, you are what you think. You are what you think about yourself. You are what you want to do. And guys, this is the honest truth. If you're not willing to take the results it takes to become successful, you, you will not become successful. And if you want to think of somebody that is successful, those people don't make excuses. So yeah, if you're complaining about $1,000, somebody else is saying, Roger that, $1,000, let us get to work. And they'll, get, they'll become successful and you won't. Guys, it's true, but... You know, a, a lot of motivational speakers say this, and it is cliche, but you don't get you don't get what you want, you get what you deserve. And I can tell by anybody in their wholesaling results that like, if you're not where you're at right now, it, it's how you think, right? It's how you do. And if you're saying, "Oh, Zach, I can't get my, I can't get another deal, or I can't stay consistent," you deserve not to get a, a deal, okay? I want everybody knowing that you do not deserve to get a deal. Sorry, you you don't. So you don't deserve to get a deal if you haven't done the work. You have to. You have to earn it. So in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you deserve. I think Rolling Stone said that too. But just understand that, guys. I don't want to get too uh, motivational for you all out here. But that's the truth. So, guys, if there's one pet peeve I have in life, is the excuses, the complaining. This is what plagues wholesaling real estate. This is where gurus eat after people. Excuses and complain. This is why they sell courses to make it easier so, you, so the excuses are answered by buying something, right? And that's never the case, okay? It's like, oh, buy my program to lose weight or buy my special uh, belly band to get a six-pack. You can buy whatever. You ain't going to get it. Guys, the hard work is always there. There's no, there's no shortcut to hard work. I can make it as good as possible to get the hard work, but it's all about the hard work. So let's talk about my top cold calling list. You already know what it is. It's probates. Everybody knows the probates are the best cold calling list, guys. It's not even a question because it's going after lists that people must sell. Not, hey, be nice to sell. I like going after a list where, hey, I have to sell this property. This is when things change because... Yeah, you can get inherited a probate and rent the property out. It's not bad, but most people don't want to do that. 
And most people just have a vacant property just sitting there. Just sitting. Not good. No bueno, right? And so this is why the probates are good. This happened basically. Probate is the court process when somebody passes away pretty much. And no, I'm not saying that in the most legally scholar way. And I, I know that. But really, that is what probates are to a point. If somebody passes away, we're talking to heirs and we're trying to buy the property and try to wholesale it, right? That's what the list is. It's a pain in the butt, okay? I'll tell everybody watching this. It is a pain in the butt to go out here and pull the probates. It is a pain in my behind to go pull this list. That's why I have a lot of VAs do it. And it's a pain in the butt for them too. That's why they get paid, right? And if you understand that the harder it is to pull a list, the more likely you're going to get a deal from that list. And the real, it's the law of supply and demand. So I, I can just share you right now with, with the law of supply and demand for probate star. And this is why it works really, really well. So let me pop it up really quick. Hold up. Let's see where it's at. Um, all right. Let's pop it up here. I, I want everyone to understand why probates work so well. He's got a lot of notes on here. Jeez Louise. All right. All right. Let me share my screen real quick so y'all can see what I'm talking about. I can tell you guys, let's talk about the law of supply and demand and why probates work so well and why the harder it is to pull a stinking list, you make more money. So let's do this. All right. There we go. So if I look at a probate, guys, actually, let's look at a regular list, okay? Let's look at a regular list. Let's do a. What's an easy list for people to pull, right? Let's do a high equity list, okay? These are people that have high equity on the properties, right? Why is this such an easy, why, why is this list not as good as a probate, right? The reason is, let's say there is a hundred wholesalers in my market. The barrier to entry to get a high equity list is pretty much 99 bucks a month, right? And to get this list, you can use like listrei.com, PropStream, or like zackdata.com, right? Not that hard, right? Like it's not, all you gotta do is use these services and you can pull them. So it's not that complicated, right? It's pretty, the services make it actually pretty easy to do it. Actually, let's, let's call it a vacant list, right? That's a little better, okay? It's a little better. Uh, a vacant list, right? So why is this deal? Or so why is this list hard? So that means most, some wholesalers can't pull it. Let's say 70%, 75% can afford it. So that means I have 75 wholesalers that are going after this list because it's pretty easy to pull. And then well, from there, they'll call the list, right? They'll SMS it. They'll do whatever they want. They can even reverse drive for dollars the list, right? That means you have 75 wholesalers every single month calling that list because the barrier to entry is actually pretty cheap, right? It's really, when you look at marketing, not that much. And maybe add skip tracing on top of that, but the vacant list, that means I got 75 wholesalers. That means I have to compete with 75 wholesalers for this list. Now, my team can absolutely crush those, those other wholesalers, but that's kind of how a vacant list happens, right? And so now if I look here on, let's call it the probate list, 
And I got the same 100 wholesalers. Now you might think to yourself, oh my gosh, this is a free list. The, the, that must be everyone's going to do it. Yes, because it's free, all 100 of these wholesalers have the ability to do it. But here's the problem. It's actually not free. And I want people to understand that, that that's not what makes it. Here's the problem with the probates, right? It takes time to pull the list. It takes time. You actually have to learn how to pull. And then you also have to cross-reference data. And so because of all this stuff, it's actually a pain in the butt to get this list. And so I get somebody saying the screen's frozen, so I'm going to check it while I'm doing this. But I want everybody to know this, that like because of this, the barrier to entry for a probate is actually so much higher than on a vacant list because it takes all, most people are not willing to do this work. They're not, okay? They want things easy. Y'all know how, how my generation is. You know how youngins are, a lot of young. I would say about 10% of people in my generation are actually hustlers. It's actually a lot more than the previous generation. And I'll say 20. 20, I think it's a little much. I would say a good uh, 10% are like hustlers my age, right? The other just, they want everything easy, peasy, lemon squeezy, be on TikTok all day. And I have TikTok too. I, I kind of use it for posting content, but like they want like, most people aren't willing to, they're lazy. Okay. Oh, I'd rather, I'd just rather pay my 99 bucks a month and pull the vacant list. And then they all, and let, let's say out of that, there's going to be probably 10 deals. And I would say the top three wholesalers are probably going to get all the deals because they know what they're doing. Cause they, they went to freewholesaling.com. The probate list Here's the cool part. There's probably five deals from this. But because the barrier to entry to actually pull all this stuff, most people aren't willing to do the work. Now, remember, this is like everything. Why is it hard getting a six-pack? Is it Does it cost money to get a six-pack? Not really. Does it cost money to do sit-ups? Not really. It's time-intensive. It's difficult. And there's a mental aspect to it. And you got to have a good diet, right? There's a high barrier to entry because of the work it takes to get to that point, right? That's why not everybody has a six-pack. Six pack. Same thing with probates. It doesn't cost 500 bucks a month to have a six-pack. It doesn't cost 500 bucks a month to get a probate. It just takes work. And so knowing this with the probates, right? I would say at most five wholesalers. And this is... And I'm like, these, I, would, I would be shocked if five wholesalers in my market are doing probates every single month. I'd be shocked because I know I am, but I only know two or three. And even talking with um, Devin, I don't think he even does that too. And Devin made, I think he's almost going to be a million dollars this year in my own market. And he's doing virtual. And we have a cool interview with him. And shout out to Devin. But uh, he's in my market and he's... Di- He's doing, he almost going to hit a million dollars in my market. I don't think he's doing probates either. She probably should, but you know, uh, I, I love, I love people in my market too, but I'd be shocked at five. 
that means pretty much every wholesaler that pulls a list can get a deal if they market effectively. Now, unfortunately for my market, I kind of suck up three of these and then leave the two for uh, the other ones. Uh, so but just because of my team and our credibility and things like that and our acquisitions. But really, that's a really good ratio if you look at a list. If I have five wholesalers competing for a list and there's five deals from that list, that's a really good ratio. I, I want people to understand that. That's a that's actually a that's an amazing ratio, right? Five wholesalers, five deals. That's pretty much the ratio for probates. And this gives pretty much anyone that is willing to pull this list a really good fair shot of getting a deal. Now, if I look at the vacant list, I got 75 wholesalers going after 10 deals. That's not good. Okay. That's 10 out of 75. That is a terrible ratio. Okay. Wait, wait. Let's look at the ratio on that. 10 divided by 75. A 13, pretty much 13.3%. I'm going to call it a 13.3 repeating percent ratio, right? That is a, that's dookie. Okay. That's poop. That's a poop ratio. That's not good. Okay. That means you have a 13.3% chance of getting a deal from that list. If you're competing with the average wholesaler, right? Now this is a one-to-one -one ratio, right? This is literally a 1.0. And if you really look at that, that's amazing, right? And so if I divide that by, I would say that one divided by 13.33% times 100 is 700, I think it says 750% better than the vacant list, which I got to check my math on that. But if that's true, which I think that's a number I'm talking on my butt, but if that's 750% better, I'd probably call it three times better. Knowing that, it's like, why would I, why would I go after something that's 750% better? That's why I like the probates. And this is me trying to explain why y'all should be pulling the probate. I don't know why I have to convince you guys to pull the probates, but this is why, right? Guys, you have to earn this list, right? You can't buy it. You have to earn it. And not a lot of people right now want to earn things. They want things handed to them. You have to earn it. And so just understanding guys that, yeah, the probates are, they take a lot of work. They're not as easy, but are they worth it? Oh yeah. All day, every day. And you got to remember guys, uh, I'm going to, um, this is the last part and then we'll get into uh, some Q and A and stuff, but if I have to, I'd probably have to do 2,000, okay, vacant leads if I want to get a, a shot at a deal, if I'm going to do cold calling, okay, for let's say cold calling. 2,000. I would probably say you need about 250 probates. For a deal if you do it correctly by cold calling and there's follow-up involved in this and all this stuff but really i just want to understand that like yeah oh my gosh probates are so much more work oh no it's terrible but you gotta understand that you are literally 
almost 10 times less work by cold calling it, okay? 10 times more work. That is stinking ridiculous. So you're going to work less, do more deals. This is why I, I love it, okay? Like, so you, why I love probates? You work less, you do more deals, you make more per deal. So let, let, let's, I just want everybody to understand the probates. Why this is my, let's go with the pros. All right. Pros of probate. Okay. You're going to work less calling them. You're going to do more deals and you're going to make more per deal. Now the con is, actually, wait, I forgot. Forgot about this one. It's free. Okay. Now the main con is more work pulling. And then sometimes you have to deal with probate issues, which is a pain in the butt, but you are making more per deal. So whenever I understand probates, this is how they work. Okay. And so now everybody is like, oh my gosh, Zach. Oh my gosh, how do I learn how to do this? What? How do I learn probates, all this stuff? Guys, I don't charge to learn probates, okay? Probates are free. And this isn't like, a, all you gotta do is go to freeholstling.com. Like this blue for everybody. Freeholstling.com. And all you got to do, literally, just go to the marketing modules. Go to the marketing section. There's an entire section dedicated to probates. Where literally, we have lawyers, probate lawyers talking about probates. Okay? We have Rick talking about objections, how to pull the probate list, all these stinking probate things. They're all in there. Just go to the marketing section. Just go to freestinkingwholesaling.com. So I, I get everybody excited about probates. And no, I'm not selling you anything. It's absolutely for free. And I want everybody to go to freewholesaling.com to learn the probates, right? If you don't learn any other videos I had today, all these lists are actually still vacants, paid lists, uh, liens. Those are also in the marketing section when it comes to list pulling. The marketing section is actually like, the biggest section of freehostling.com because it is the most important one. But yeah, everything I talked about today, guys, is in freehostling.com. I, I want everybody to understand that. It's at freehostling.com because I don't charge uh, for to learn this information because I'm not here to do a crazy webinar. I'm not here to do uh, you know these one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with you all day. I, I don't do that. If y'all want to get educated for me, just go to freehostling.com. It's in there. The videos are there. It's good to go. And then when you have questions, you can hop on the live streams and ask me questions on it. Ask questions in the mastermind I have, which is Holstling Houses for Real. It's all part of the mentorship, right? So, so everybody understands this. So just if any beginners, we get a ton of beginners coming on here. How do you get educated from me? Okay. So I'm going to write this one down. Then we're going to get some Q&A. But I want, I want to be very clear for everybody watching this. How to be 
mentored. Actually, how to learn wholesaling. Okay. If you want to join, mentorship okay if you want to join my mentorship which is free okay cost nothing this is what you guys got to do i just want everybody watching this okay number one you're going to go to freeholesling.com and sign up it's free the only reason why i make people sign up is because it's done like a paid course i treat it like a paid course because it is i literally i could charge I could probably charge, honestly, probably $2,997 for it. That's probably what I'd get, and I would get a ton of people to actually buy it, okay? So if I'm going to charge you three grand to do it, I'm just going to make it a, a website, and you got to sign up, and then you can track your progress. But it's free, okay? Oops, did I do that wrong? It's free, okay? I want everyone to understand that. I literally could charge three grand for this course. All right. Absolutely for free. I want everybody to understand that. Okay. It's a free wholesaling real estate course. Okay. Now, number two, now you're on there. I want you guys to join the mastermind. It's a free mastermind because from there you can ask questions and you have a group of like-minded wholesalers that will answer the questions. And sometimes on there entering it, Rick's on there too. What is the mastermind? It is wholesaling. I think this is another one. It, the mastermind is called Wholesaling Houses for Real because I wholesale houses for real. Okay, I ain't a, a guru. It's called Wholesaling Houses for Real. It is a Facebook group. Okay? I have over 77,000 people and counting in that group, which means... There's a lot of people that know what they're doing in that group. 77,000 people. So if you have a question, any time of day, they'll be on here, okay? I don't allow gurus in there. I don't allow selling. I don't allow anything in there except for learning wholesaling. So that's step two on how to be mentored for me absolutely for free. Now, number three, if you've gone through freewholesaling.com, you've joined the mastermind, asked all your questions, and you still don't understand something, I literally... We'll give a unlimited one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with you. With Zach, okay? I want people to understand that. I will literally unlimited one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with me, all right? Now, I think you get one a week, okay? One a week. It used to be like completely unlimited, but I have gotten a lot of people actually uh, taking me up on that. So now we're going to allow one a week, one coaching call with me a week, but it's unlimited forever. Okay. So that being said, how do I join that? Right. So this is the biggest question. How do I get on these one-on-one -on -one calls? Oops. How do I get on these one-on-one -on -one calls? I post them. I post the link. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
Friday, Sunday, and then uh, Monday. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Six days a week. They're posted. They're posted in the whole thing else is for real Facebook group. Okay. The, the post link is in wholesaling houses for real for the free one-on-one mentorship calls. Now, the mentorship calls, I have a couple rules, okay? These are my rules if you're going to talk to me one-on-one. And I'll allow everybody to do this. You have to do steps one through three. If you have not done steps one through two, my bad, one through two, I'm going to be very short with you on the calls because I don't, I'm not a man that wastes my time. So if you have not gone through freehosting.com, the entire freehosting.com, and you have not joined the mastermind, I will not talk to you. You can't even join, you can't even talk to me without even being in the mastermind. That, that's how, that, that, that's how, like, like, that's how I make sure everyone does it, right? So that being said, anybody can go talk to me. But you have to go through all of Freehosting9. Here's the thing, guys. Who do you think made Freehosting.com? I made it. Me and Rick made it together. And I've seen every single video like 50 times because I edited them myself, okay? So I know by the questions you ask if you went through the course or not. And if you didn't go through the course, I'll tell you, did you go through the course? And I can tell, I can tell you haven't. Go through the course and then come back to me. So I want everybody to understand that is how you learn wholesaling and become part of my mentorship. It literally, it costs zero dollars. It costs your time. I want everybody to understand that. I'll teach everybody who wants to learn wholesaling real estate for free. It will cost you your time. If you're willing to do that, it's good to go. Okay? So I want everybody to understand that. Guys, and I want... Here's the last part that we're in the Q&A, guys. If something ever, God forbid, happened to me, Rick, and you know my family disappears off the map, and my fourth cousin once removed, gets inherited everything I own. They probably will because they're greedy. I don't know. They're probably in, I don't know, somewhere in, uh, they're probably in Europe somewhere, you know. They would probably, if they, if I were them, if I was a greedy person, I would probably charge $1,000. And I'm just telling you, the, the, playing devil's advocate, I would, pro- I would probably charge $1,000 to join freehosting.com. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. I would probably charge 1000 bucks to join freehosting.com, all right? And let's kind of, let's break this down. I have over, let's look on average, how many people per month are joining freehosting.com? Let's, it's, we've peaked at 10. So let's just say it's 8,000 people, all right? Let's say 7,000 people join freehosting.com. I would probably say 10% are willing to pay for it. That means he'll get 700 purchases every single month at $1,000 times 1,000. My great, 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 grand, whatever 
would probably have a cute little business making $700,000 a month selling that, right? Times 12, probably make $8.4 million every single year. If something ever happens to my family and they inherited everything I have and they will get that money, I'm telling you right now, I could probably charge you. That's how much I stand if somebody inherits all my stuff and they start charging for this stuff. So at any point, if something ever happens to us, which it will not, probably make $8.4 million. And what do you think would happen if somehow they, if they use AI with myself and turn me into a robot and they do $10,000 coaching programs? It's probably even more than that, okay? Probably double it if they turn me into AI, AI Zach, right? And they can transfer my brain into a computer and I, I'm a guru, right? They probably stand to make double that. So I want everybody to understand in wholesaling real estate, the value that I'm trying to give to you guys for free. So this is why I try to give everything for free. This is why gurus to make a ton of money. This is why they all try to sue me. This is why they all try to stop me. I don't let them. That's how much money I leave on the table a lot, but whatever. I make enough money in wholesaling. I don't care. There's a cost to helping the people out. And this is the cost I'm willing to take to help the people out. So that being said, <laughs> that is what the gurus which would really want from me, right? It's what they don't understand. I get gurus call me all the time. I go, why don't you take that money? I don't want it. Okay. I want to help the people out. So this is the rules. It's how you learn wholesaling for free. That is it. That is my rant for the day. I'll probably have another rant during the day, but it won't be recorded. So good for you guys. And that is it. So go to freelancing.com, hop on, talk to me for free, and let's get it going. Let's answer some questions. Let's see how I can help the people out. Let's break it all down. So how to hop on the one-on-ones, guys. Remember I said it before, but I'm in wholesaling houses for real. 77,000 people. Right here, I shared a link. Let's see, two hours ago. Join here, StreamYard. Hop on the StreamYard link. Talk to me for free. And that's how you talk to me one-on-one for free. So without further ado, let's get into it. Brandon. Hey, Zach. How you doing? I'm blessed, man. What's up? Not much, man. Um, Just had a few questions. Uh, The past maybe like month or so, I've been viewing your uh your course and trying to buckle down in terms of getting out of the analysis paralysis and just putting uh boots to the ground so to speak um <clears throat> a couple questions that i had were one thing i see you always say is median home price or below and i'm curious how if you are willing to explain again, how does that influence? Um, how does that influence things? Yeah, this is actually pretty simple. So when you look at cold calling, uh, and you, you look at talking to sellers, right? If so, what market are you in actually? Um, I'm in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, so let's talk about this. If you owned a $10, let's say it's a $10 handbag, right? Or let's say it's a $10 backpack, 
that's what it's worth. And you find it on eBay, it sells for 10 bucks. And maybe you have like 50 other handbags or whatever. And somebody offers you seven bucks right now cash for it. You'd probably just take it, right? It's three bucks. Who cares? I don't want to go to eBay, do all this stuff, right? Right. Now, if it's a $10,000 handbag, you probably would not take seven grand for it if you know you can get 10 grand for it, right? Right. It's the same discount percentage. So therefore, if the value of something is worth more, they're less likely to take a percentage off the deal. And wholesaling real estate is all about getting a percentage off the deal to make money. And so that's why you're most likely going to be able to get really good deals at a garage sale versus if you go to a luxury item thing, right? And so talking about properties, someone's more willing to take a discount on their $100,000 piece of poop house than their million dollar mansion. And that is why you want to be below that. That's why you want to be below the median home price because people below the median home price are more willing to give a deep discount on the property for you to make a ton of money in wholesaling. Gotcha. All right. I appreciate that. Um, in addition, um, I haven't gotten this far and maybe I shouldn't even be worried about this, but how do liens influence like the max allowable offer? or like the buying process. Is that something that a wholesaler has to worry about? Well, let me ask you this. Let's talk about that handbag, right? Right. Do you care if I'm buying your handbag and you're selling it, right, for $7 and it's worth 10? Do you care that you you wore that hand you you brought that handbag to school every single day for 14 years and this has a lot of sentimental value to you? Do you think I care if I'm buying it from you? Not they really. focused on the sentimental value? No, right? It's a cool handbag. Exactly. I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to pay you more based on how cool the handbag looks. I, I'm based on your sentimental value. Same thing with a lien or anything like that, right? I don't care how much you own. the. I, I care what the property's worth. And I get a lot of people saying, Zach, I need to sell it for this price because I owe this much on it. And it's, I'd like to help you out with it. But if it's not a deal, it's not a good deal, right? Right. And so, yeah, liens do have some factor on it. It's just an equation to a point, but I'm not going to let that factor out of what my max allowable offer is going to be. My, lax, my max allowable offer has nothing to do with what is owed on the property. It's what I think I can put it under contract for and how much I can sell it for. So if I know I can sell a handbag for eight bucks, the most I'm going to offer is seven so I can make a dollar. Gotcha. And when you are um shopping that contract around is that something that you want to disclose to the buyer like how, how does that influence the buyer um upon their purchase um i don't think it's a uh, lien's going to affect it maybe if it has a code violation it's a lien okay. on that but anything that affects when they buy the property so there's structural damage obviously all that type of stuff gotcha so okay i appreciate that um and another question that i had was when you're doing pro, when you're doing probates, um, I have prop stream at the moment, and there's a feature that says pre probates. But um, when you're skip tracing, obviously they're going to pull the homeowner's information. I'm curious how you end up finding like the heirs. Uh, so I skip trace the heirs, and I go after the relatives on pre probates. You, you can skip trace the errors, yes. 
not on uh, proxy, okay. but on other services. All right, and how how do you uh, find the heirs' names in order to uh, skip trace them? Yeah, you, you skip trace the person that died, and then you get the heirs from the skip tracing service. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Like, would you recommend TruePeopleSearch.com in order to find like the um, the heirs. All right. So let's use an example. Let's say I unfortunately passed away. You skip trace Zatkin who passed away. You're going to find Rickin as a relative, right? By skip right. tracing me on a skip tracing service. That's how you get his information. Cause you don't know who Rickin is. You know who Zatkin is. You're going to skip trace me, find my relatives, then find them off the skip tracing service. I'm using prop stream at the moment to skip trace. And when PropStream skip trace it, it only provides me with like the owner. It doesn't provide me with relatives. That's what I said uh, two minutes ago. Probably uh, PropStream doesn't have relatives. If to use another Got service. You. And do you think True People Search is the best option for that? Or do you recommend any other to find I'd probably use another paid one if you want to get the relatives really well. What would you recommend? Or you Find whatever one works for you. That's what I can <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Um, last question that I have real quick. Um, There's a pre-probate section in freeholsing.com where we talk about it. So I'd probably go through there. Sounds good. I'll do that. Um, if I'm using the 70% rule, does that automatically give space for my Brandon, wholesaling you go fee? Go to freeholsing.com. 7% rule doesn't work. You didn't go through the course. Okay, because right? sometimes, sometimes, say again. Did you go through the entire course? I've been, I've been course, yes. You went through the entire course, front to back. To say that I've been through the course and to say that I remember every detail is two different things. I, I, I've seen well, you use knowing point how seven, to do the MAOs point are pretty and point part, five. Bro. Say again. So, so you, you know. So no, don't use the seven percent rule. You're in Jersey City. Yeah, uh, but my question specifically isn't about the seventy percent. It's about um, why do you apply the point eight and the point five to higher uh, priced properties? Because cash buyers are more willing to buy at a higher percentage off the market value for a higher uh, property because you'll get more profit for the deal. the the margin is is larger essentially yes so seven percent on a million dollar house is different than seven percent on a hundred thousand dollar house i'm more willing gotcha. to buy for 80 percent on it on a million dollar house because there's more profit still gotcha all right man i really appreciate your help all right keep it up bro sounds good take care nice all right danny Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Awesome. How can I help you out? So I actually um, have my first deal under contract. Nice, it's man. A, it's with a buyer's agent. Okay. And so I got it down to, I said 92,990, and he came back with 95. So I was pretty happy with that. 
so I'm trying to sell it and I'm trying to kind of have an issue selling it um, to the cash buyers list I have. Um, as we speak, I'm actually talking to a cash buyer now and I had it for 112. I didn't know that was too much. It was on the MLS or Zillow for 117. So I got well, it locked up for 95. Correct. Okay. And I went back with this guy and I, I went to 107. So I can take a 12,000 kind of check and says, and he's kind of going back and forth. I'm not really sure what he's going to say. So ask him what, ask him what he, what he's at and then go from there. Yeah. And the only thing is there's only two other properties that I can compare the ARV to. It's okay. in, yeah. So I, I'm not sure if that's like good enough information, like a lot of details. For you just got to ask the buyer, man. Gotcha. That's my best advice for you. So they, they haven't gotten back to you yet. The buyer. Yeah. Not yet. I literally just asked about two minutes ago. Mark, I'm reaching out to. Out. I have like I have like seven that I'm reaching out. Yeah, reach out, reach out Not to as many no as you can. It kind of goes to me after I said the one twelve. So then I just back. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean one twelve seems a tad tight, but I think from a hundred to one hundred five you could probably sell it. I'm just guessing though. Okay. But I think you got a deal there, man. Congrats, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. I got it off a. Um, I cold called a, what was it? A code violations list in St. Pete. And he was the owner, but he was also an agent. And he said he had a deal that his uh, sellers couldn't sell. So he's like, you buy in this area? So I said, yeah. So, yeah. Now keep in mind, 75% of the 117 are probably 90 grand. That's where I would be comfortable out on it. But that's just general rules and numbers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's still good though. If you can make money, dude. Do it. Okay. Awesome, man. Congrats, Danny. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Let me know if you got any other questions. All right. Oh, all right. Next year we got Jose. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm blessed, man. How are you? Not too bad. I'm chilling, chilling. Um, just had a quick question about probates. Um, I was going to pull the probates uh, later today after I was going to be done cold calling. I was just wondering how far back you should go back on the on the tax assessors, not not on the county clerk site. Um, I would probably say two months. Two months. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. I like. Do you know like roughly how many like records are there like each week or, or in like two months span? Like should it's I? Be, uh, right now I was gonna be doing Ohio. Right now I'm focusing on uh, Cuyahoga County, like uh, Cleveland. Cleveland's gonna be a lot, man. Okay. I mean. Two, three, four, five hundred. I don't know. Cleveland's okay. pretty big. Fair, because I was debating whether to just like hone in on like one county or like pull probate from like multiple counties, like Montgomery. Where do you Cleveland. live? Uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. Yeah. So I mean, you got. I would choose a, a a region and stay there, so you can build your buyers list up. But it's whatever one you want to do. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. That's the only question I had. All right, man. Well, keep it up, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Boom. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it's getting chilly up there. Real estate's expensive there, too. Jeez. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Loud and clear. What's up? Not much, man. Uh, just living the dream. <laughs> awesome. How do I say your name? Uh, Amika? Ameka. Ameka? All right. Cool, yes, sir. Man. What's up? 
Uh, not much, man. Just uh, you know, I've been uh, doing the real, real the, the wholesaling game for for a bit now, about a year, and um, you know, we've had a good amount of success, but we've been running into some uh, some some hurdles recently. So I just wanted to kind of come on here and talk to you about that. So, like, what? Tell me. Um, well, one thing that I've struggled with a lot is you know, we have Mojo Dialer and we use CallRail for our numbers uh, through that, but. A lot of times it shows up as a scam or I'll see, you know, through, through a, a session, I get maybe like 5% that are actually picking up the phone. Um, so I'm not really sure if there's some way I can kind of get around that, or if there's a way to maybe bump those numbers up, you know. Uh, call rail is a tough one because those, those numbers get recycled so much. You might want to yeah. try Twilio. What is it? Twilio. Get your number. Twilio? Twilio. Yeah. How do you spell that? T-W-I-L-I-L-O or just search how do I put Twilio into Mojo? I'll show you how to do it. Okay. Um, and how do you know how many times I can recycle those numbers? Because I think it's 10 on CallRail, um, you know, and we just recycle them through that. I mean, unlimited, right? I think it costs money to do it every time, but it's unlimited. Okay. Because CallRail is on the subscription. Right, right, yeah. Okay. I'll give that a shot. Um, and then also, so one thing that's been happening a lot to us too is we will get callbacks from people. Um, but I would say 99% of the time, like if we don't have that address in front of us and it's like an awkward conversation, even, even if we do, I mean, it's usually they just don't really, there's nothing there. So, I, you know, I don't know if you guys have like some sort of system where when you guys get callbacks from the cold calling you're doing, if there's like an efficient way to bring up the address or, or maybe if there's something you say to make it so it's more, you know, seamless. Yeah, it's pretty simple, man. Like usually when people have that problem, they overcomplicate things. And that's the biggest issue with most people. So I've gotten a lot of deals from this already. Someone gives you a call back. Hey, this is Zach. Yeah, Who's this? I just got a call from you. Yeah, hey, this is Zach. I'm calling properties in whatever, whatever market and me and my partner. Uh, we're looking to buy some more houses in the area. Are you looking to sell your house? It's probably why I was calling you. No, I'm not looking to sell my house. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, I might be. Oh, what's the address of the property? Right, right, right. That's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's pretty much it for me right now. Um, I mean, a lot of it too is just, uh, is just the consistency on certain things. We yeah. got very lucky at the beginning last year. We had two deals. We actually had two deals go through for 54K back in uh in september which was which was amazing for us but yeah we're just trying to kind of hold tight throughout this whole process and, and trying to get consistent so um you know yeah i appreciate everything you do man i, I watch all your videos i really appreciate you guys and you know i'll, I'll be back on the call soon so yeah awesome man you should have hopped on before man nice meeting you dude <laughs> yeah you too man i definitely i'll be here more for sure man i, I kind of just walk watch behind the scenes but i'll be here more for sure so all right man keep yourself accountable what's your contact rate uh on average, it's about eight to nine percent on average. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then, um, and what list are you pulling? We pull, so I I pull the uh, I, so actually the first success that I had was you know I drive I drove for dollars and then when I reverse skip trace that or rever kind of reverse engineered what I got it was off a of corporate vacant list. So I've been pulling, I pulled that for the longest time and I know I couldn't get the best skip tracing off of that, but I was still able to get numbers from that. So I still kind of pull, I'm in Houston, by the way. So, you know, I still pull the corporate vacant. I still drive for dollars. So I call that. 
Um, I go to the actual county, like the actual county website to pull the pre foreclosures when they come out. And then, you know, I try to go put sticky notes on those and I try to um, put those in and call those as well. We also call like absentee out of state and whatnot. Um, and um, those are the main when, the main ones that we're calling right now. We haven't really tried probate. I've tried a little probate, but it's kind of we haven't been consistent with it, honestly. So I really haven't yeah. had too much uh, success with that yet. So everybody in Harris County, uh, <laughs> they, they pro the probates, too. So that's a little harder. Yeah, I did get one. So I put a sticky note on one of the one of the probates that I had because I tried to just pull it fast and, and, and do it immediately. And I got a call back from the girl. Um, and then she kind of she thought I was kind of scamming her. So then it just kind of didn't really go anywhere. So I know it works for sure. It's just more so, you know, I'm the one that's kind of doing all this. So I have to be the one to go drive out to different areas in, in Harris County. And, and if you pull the list for pre foreclosures and probate, they're just scattered everywhere. So it's like it takes me, you know, four, three, four hours to put like five sticky notes up. And then, so it's just not super efficient for me. Um, but, but that's kind of how we've been doing it so far. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Houston's a great market. If you keep it up, you'll do well. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Um, we also have some uh, business out in North Carolina in like the, uh, the Mecklenburg and Wake County area. We haven't done too much out there, but do you have any opinion on that? I mean, do you think it's, it's worth our time or. What kind of connections do you have there? So I went to college out there. Um, so I have some friends out there and stuff uh, that could help me if I need to find a property. What college? Yeah. I went to NC State. Okay. NC State's in where? Raleigh. Raleigh? Yeah. I mean, Raleigh's not bad. Um, it's. I mean, do you have like I'm trying to think here? I mean, my opinion is just try it out, right? So. Yeah. I mean, I think. I'll give you a quick, I think like Apex is a really good area. And Apex, Cary, okay. Apex, Cary, like the, the, like the suburbs around it. Right. A lot better. So right. I feel yeah, like you're away from Raleigh, Raleigh, but like Clayton, I know some guys doing really well over there. Okay. Okay. I'll so definitely, uh... You can try it. You're, you're not going to do as good as the people in person in there, but try it out. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, look into that more. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this, you know, I, I, and honestly, again, a lot of it's just being accountable. I mean, um, I, I've watched a lot of your videos for uh, calling the for sale by owners and stuff. And I've done that here and there. But I mean, I know I'm, I'm clear. It's, it's just consistency because we've had success. You know, it's not like it's a matter of it doesn't work. It's just like, you know, am I going to get up and am I going to actually sit there and call, you know, three, four hours a day to get it done every single day? So um but uh but yeah man i i you know again like i i can't i can't stress enough i really appreciate everything you guys do it's so valuable for us um in our business and you know it's yeah i mean you guys are just amazing and i really really appreciate it you know so, all right appreciate it man let me know if you need help with anything else for sure brother talk to you later have a good one boom awesome 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 uh next here we got jay yo Jay, unmute yourself, Jay. Yo. All right. Nick. Yes. What's up? Um, so I've been working with the uh, prop stream, trying to find uh, probates and whatnot. Um, and I'm wondering, is there a specific script on 
the free wholesaling site that deals with probates because the the thing that is is like I mean I feel a little bit like so I know they're good deals but I mean I feel a little bit like scammy just up and contacting these people um, because in some cases there's still a spouse living in them um, and I mean I've been doing some uh, just calling different uh like tax lien ones vacant ones um i know not to mess with you know properties that have negative equity etc but as far as the probate ones like is there a specific script to use with those because i tend no. to i find i'm getting nervous and then i'm just like completely messing up yeah so with probates uh, it's a very delicate situation right and if you're struggling with it it's a pretty easy answer if you don't want to do it, then somebody else is going to do it and they're going to get the deal, right? And you're helping people with probates out. Like, I think a lot of people think you're trying to scam somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're trying to steal their deal or they're just trying to steal the property. Here's the thing. If somebody wants to sell the property for cash, they can sell it. They know they're selling it for a discount. And they're just getting rid of it for cash. What do you think a pawn shop does? A used car dealership, all these things. You're giving people favor, right? Because yeah. that's it, right? So I want you to understand that. Number one, with probates, I want to give people the options. I want people to feel comfortable, right? If they don't want to sell it or they don't want to go with a cash offer, they don't have to, right? I'm very clear on probates. So my script is the same script. I play dumb to a point to give them the opportunity if they're not comfortable to get out of the call. So my call, usually you know my script. Like, hey, are you the owner of the property and are you interested in selling it? Now, if I ask if they're the owner and they say they're the owner, I ask if they're interested in selling it and they say no. Okay, no big deal. You're not interested in selling the property. That's it. Now, if they are the owner, technically a probate, they are and they aren't. And if they want to sell it, we can have a conversation. If they want the most for it, they should go with the realtor. I always tell all my probate sellers that every single time. So if a probate seller says, hey, I don't want to deal with the realtor. I just want to sell this cash. I'll give you a cash offer for it. I always feel good about that. I think everyone should, right? Now, mm -hmm. if you're being scammy and you'd be like, you actually make less with a realtor. That's it's terrible, right? Offer uh, pad or offer home. What, one of those big uh, iBuyers that just got hit with a $60 million fine for doing that. Yeah. I always tell everybody that like you'll make more with a realtor. And if you do it like that, you do it like a stand-up person, which I know you probably are. Yeah. I got no problem with it. Okay. And then uh, let's see. I had the um, where on the wholesaling uh, mastery course can a person find the script? Because I've been putting it. Wholesaling section. Yeah, what section? Marketing. Marketing. And uh, under the pulling lists. Um, I mean, I'll go in it right now. Again, there should be one just on cold calling. Should be in cold calling. Again. Uh, Marketing. Cold calling. So one, two, three, four, five, six ones down. Marketing. It's cold calling. Okay. All right. Okay. So I guess I just have to like, it's all in those. So I guess I'll just have to type it out. Um, Type what out? I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm seeing the videos, but I'm not seeing the link to the actual script. 
I will tell you the script. It's in the video. Are you the owner of the property and are you interested in selling it? Uh huh. I can write it down for you and email to you. If you need that. Okay. I've been, no, I've just been, yeah, that's it. it in that case. You're I tend to complicate. So I need to, yeah. I need to, I need to slow down and just keep it simple. That's it. Okay. I'll tell you the full script right now. So this is going to be a recorded video. So you can write it when you're ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. For probates, let's do the probate one. Ready? Actually, let me write it down for you so you can screenshot it. So it's actually easier yeah. for you. All right. We'll make, mm -hmm. make this simple for you. See, this is why I hop on the one-on-ones. All right. So you can get this done. All right. What marker are you in? I'm in uh, Nebraska. Lincoln? Omaha? I Kearney, Grand Island, that little middle area. Okay. I was, right, kind, so, I was kind of surprised to see how many cash buyers are in the area. So they are. I got some competition. Nebraska's great. All right. So my number one question for you, are you nervous talking to me right now? A little. I'm not really that great with people. Are you more nervous right now than in the beginning of the conversation? A little because I feel stupid, but that's my issue and yeah, not stupid. anybody else. I'm I stupid. Need to get over that. Think about this, Nick. You're talking to me nervous. What's the worst I can say? You're a poopy head. Err, <laughs> err, bad. You're bad. Ooh, bad, bad, bad. I, yeah. Uh -huh. Right? Like, I, why, why ever make somebody feel bad? And, dude, you're exactly. smarter than me when I was starting out, right? So, uh -huh. I was complete, I was a complete dummy too, starting okay. out. So, all right. So, let's go to the script real quick. Okay. Are you. Want to sell the house? Are you interested in selling a house, right? Mm-hmm. Interested in selling? That should be the first thing, right? Okay. Yep. So are you interested in selling the property? This is what we want to focus on, okay? This is the question. So yeah. tell me this thing. Are you interested in selling the property? Yes. All right. So that's the thing, all right? So that's the number one thing we got to focus on, all right? Mm -hmm. So now we know that's the second part, okay? But this is the most important question we have to ask. Are you interested in selling? Number one, are you the owner mm -hmm. of 123 Main Street? Whatever it is, right? Yeah. Main Avenue. Are you the owner and are you interested in selling it? That's mm -hmm. it. Don't make it complicated. It gives everybody an easy out if they don't want to sell the property. That's it. Okay. All right. And it also conditions people's minds because people are used to sales, pitchy, scam stuff. Scammers yeah. don't ask this stuff, okay? Yeah. So, well, and I, I bought a I bought a course a while back, and it had like a freaking five page script, and yeah, and it was just ridiculous. So I, I'm 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 not a good salesperson, right? I, mm -hmm. I I know sales very well. I got very good at it, but like starting out, I was not good at sales, so I kept it simple, and it it works really well. And so number one and two, right? Yeah, and most people don't want to be with a salesperson. They want to talk to somebody that actually like is real. So now from there, if they say yes, they're looking to sell it. We're just going to focus on MCTP, which do you know that? I I don't recall it, what it is. Okay, not a big deal. So if they say they're the owner of the property, yes, I'm, I own it. Do you want to sell it? Yes. I'm literally just going to ask them MCTP. That's all I'm going to focus on, okay? So M is motivation. So why are you looking to sell the property, right? Uh -huh. So 
why are you looking to sell it? Condition. Yeah. You know, bed baths, roof, pretty simple. You know, you know, like, you know how to talk about it. You've seen HDTV. You know how that works. T, time frame. When are you looking to sell the property? Mm-hmm. And then P is just price. Okay. What's ballpark range you're looking to sell it for? Boom. Right? Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. So that's going to be three. And then the fourth one, really, it's just pretty simple. But just say you're going to call them back. Hey, let okay. me look at this over with my partner. And I give you a call back and see if you can go out and see the property. See if it would be a good fit for us. Then boom, you get out of the conversation. That's pretty much it. So okay, here's the script. You can screenshot if you want. But No, I, uh, I got it. I got it. I yeah, it you got it. So are um, you know, the property? I, just, I tend to overcomplicate things. Um, also, one last question. As far as uh, in the area that I'm noticing a lot of uh, quite a few vacant properties, but they are they have negative equity. Should I just avoid those? Those are, I would assume there's nothing you can do with those. There's stuff you can do with them, but not for wholesaling. I mean, you could okay. put it, you can do a subject to all this crazy, don't complicate it, okay? Let's okay. get 100K first in wholesaling, and then we get into that stuff. Awesome. There is okay. stuff you Thanks can't do, but not worth your time right now. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. That's it. Nick, the more, so I'll tell Nick right now, if you're watching the replay, the more you have conversations with people, easier wholesaling gets hope everyone understands that a lot of people just get nervous going to the gym the more times you go to the if you go to the gym every single day for a year straight you're not gonna be nervous going to the gym you're probably gonna be like oh i have to go but like you're not gonna be nervous anymore doing it same thing a lot of things you got a fear of flying that's something a little difficult for people but if you go if you're on an airplane every single day for a year you're gonna be less fearful of flying i mean some people are kind of different like that though but uh, that, that's really how it works Jay. Oh man, what's up? What's up? There we go. <laughs> what's up? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. All right, what's man. Up, okay. Nice. So pretty much, um, I want to say something. Um, I had a deal on the contract in Phoenix, Arizona, under a mobile home, and pretty much, um, I just found out that someone else kind of listed it. So I kind of really didn't go through with that. And then on top of that, the title company that I was about to close with, they ended up G, G, um, you know, emailing me back and telling me that um, they can't proceed with it. So that's kind of, you know, a little chaotic with that. And um, I was kind of confused on which market to kind of attack because, you know, I'm from Chicago and we really can't really wholesale here. And I'm kind of a little bit lost. I kind of know what to do, but it's just, I don't know which market to kind of attack. Yeah, I get it, man. Why couldn't the title company go through with the property? Um, I can't really recall exactly what the entire Gmail said, but I guess they were just saying that um they don't close, um I guess, some type of deals with the property. I guess I wasn't really sure, but yeah. what I'm kind of just finding out is that someone else actually had the house on the contract as well. Before you or after? Um, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I just found it on Facebook. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. <laughs> well, do you get out of the deal? Um, no, I actually didn't proceed with the contract anyway. 
Someone probably put it under contract again. It yeah, that's what I believed. I was kind of getting an urge when I was kind of going through with it. Someone was telling me, like, you know, just leave it alone. But I kind of, you know, try to, you know, just keep going to see how it can go. But, yeah, it didn't go in my favor. Okay. But, um, was it the price you think that was the issue? Is the seller, like, being um, a little difficult with the price? I actually talked down the homeowner with the price because, actually, she is not the homeowner of the land. But she owned the um, house, pretty much. She owned the it house, did. but not the land. Yeah. I hate those deals, dude. I tell everyone <laughs> to avoid those deals. Yeah, and I kind you of found out last minute, you know, as well that <laughs> I just found out last minute as well that, you know, um, it is kind of hard to close them type of deals when they don't own the land. So, yeah, I just kind of this found makes out. makes sense I, now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty so, much. You, I mean, I, I think you know this. I have some mobile home stuff at freelancing.com. I break down, but if you don't own the land, it's not a good deal. And title yeah. can't really deal with it. Your mobile homes are technically vehicles sometimes to a point. So it, I, I don't wholesale vehicles. Okay. I, I do property. So that's where the money's at. So no big deal, dude. We, we all make mistakes. I trust me. I've made worse mistakes than you starting out. And it's learning, <laughs> yeah. right? at least you went through the process, right? So let, let's go through this. So you're in Chicago right now, uh -huh. you're looking for a market. So finding a market right now for virtual wholesaling, I have two rules. Do you know what the rules are? Um, it's a lot of rules. Uh, you can't. Two rules. Yeah. I have two rules for finding a virtual market. That's it. Okay, what's the two rules? The median home price has to be below three hundred thousand for the city or county. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I kind of been doing that on Zillow because I yeah, uh, you know seen a lot of, yeah. So Harris County median home price, whatever, and then mm -hmm. look up what the population for the city is mm -hmm. i prefer over fifty thousand or a hundred thousand for the county okay that's it go through a list of every single city or county in the united states you can look them up and then go from there and choose it right should be good okay. to go all right yeah um and i've been looking at detroit michigan um i kind of talked to daryl i seen that you all just recently posted his video i know you're familiar with that guy um he kind of been walking me through steps and things like that, but it was just me trying to see which market to attack because I'm going to be honest. I have zero dollars right now. I'm not working. I haven't been working for about a month now. So, yeah, I was just like I've been trying to, you know, see which market to attack first. So, yeah, I've been doing Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm trying to see how it is in North Carolina, but, um, yeah, I've just been trying to work at it. <laughs> Dude, follow those rules and you'll do well, I promise you. All right, man. I kind of think that's pretty much everything from what I know. Um, I just want to talk to somebody, you know, who actually closed over a thousand deals because, you know, um, I didn't know about this free information until about the beginning of last month. So I kind of been following everything you've been, you know, telling us. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Dude, you need to come back on here and tell me what market you choose and I'll tell you what list to pull from there. Okay, man. I got you. Most down. Tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow. Okay. Choose the market. You got tonight. Not that complicated. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank work, you, man. All right. Have a good one. Have a good right. one. Boom. I'm going to Venmo Jay so he's got batteries for that place. The stinking smoke detectors are so annoying. Pat. Hey, what's up, Zach? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I just had a question about probate. Okay. I was actually, uh, what's it called? So I have, so I have a source that I can get. I get this uh, probate data scraped daily, and so I pretty much get it immediately after uh, they file for a petition. But every, you know, I've, I've cold called the the PRs, well, the the ones that petitioned for it so far, 
And then they've all been telling me, you know, just call them back after the first hearing because that's when they get assigned. So okay. I, I was just curious how you, how you guys are able to get get them to sign a contract with you guys before. What market? I what market? Yeah, what market? Uh, SoCal. Okay. Well, California's a little weird with the probates, but I I gotta get specifics from a title company in California of how they're gonna work for you specifically, but. You for most states you can give them under contract before the probate process is filed. Well, it's well, it's like a yeah, because the probate process in California takes a year, and uh, essentially, pretty much after they file for a petition, it's like five to six weeks until yeah. they get the hearing, and then that's when they get assigned to be the actual PR, and then and then from there it's like another few weeks, and then that's when they issue out the the letters and orders to like make them official. Yeah. So like, I'm I was trying to think: Am I wasting my time marketing to them now before they're even assigned yet? We're in SoCal. Uh, I'm doing so. I'm doing San Diego because that's where I'm at locally, and I'm doing uh, San Bernardino County, like Victorville area, and Fresno. How far is Fresno from you? Ugh, pretty far. Five. It's like three three hours, maybe. What about San Bernardino? That's an hour and a half. So here's the thing. San Bernardino, maybe. Fresno's a little too far for you, though, man. Yeah. That's the biggest issue. If you're going to do virtual, why don't you just do it across the country? It's a lot easier. So San Diego is going to be tough. I mean, go after them if you want. But the, the process is against your favor, right, versus another other market. So it's up to you which one you want to do. The process is a lot more complicated in California. I'll tell you that, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not simple from what – because I'm a, I'm a realtor too, and I got training from a, like a probate attorney, pretty much how it works here. Yeah. So, I mean, ask them them, it's just process, like the timeline right? is just where we got to stick by. Yeah, ask him what process you get properties under contract for, what he recommends. Well, they said, they, I mean, legally they can't sign for it until after the, the two months. After okay, they after two months. Okay. Yeah, because I just, yeah, cause I just hear you guys talking about the, you guys get it locked up before. Well, yeah, that's for most states. Okay. All right. That's what you want to clear up. Thanks, man. All right. Keep it up, Pat. Later. Boom. All right. Let's answer some more questions. All righty. So, Labuna says, Zach, how do you close uh, virtually? My biggest recommendation for closing virtually is just over the phone. Use a DocuSign, DotLoop, uh, any type of service out there like that. That'll probably help you out the most. Uh, Waldera says, Hey Zach, I've been sick for over two weeks and I'm not able to call. I'm recovering, but my voice is gone. I have an appointment with the seller, but I keep having to push it back. What should I do? I mean, it depends what your voice is. So if it's raspy, maybe still go in the appointment or not. You just got to be honest with them. Are you texting them? I, I don't know how that working, but yeah. Zoo vibe says, would you show us how to identify good or bad probates? The easiest way to find a good probate from a bad probate is just the motivation from the seller. If the seller wants the most of the property, I would say that's a bad probate. Now, if they want the, if they just want to get rid of it for cash, that's in my opinion, going to be a good probate. That's really I found a good probate from a bad probate. Let's see. So this is always a very common question I get, but when you get a deal, does the title company have to be in your state 
or can I do it in the state? Wait, does it have to be the state your deal is in or the state you live in? It, it should be not law, but it should be in the state where you're doing the deal because it has to be local to the motivated seller. And that, that's always going to be the best because it's easier for them, basically, because you have the state laws in place there too. Uh, it just makes it so much easier to have it in that place. Free cash buyer also. So you can go and actually give a check for the EMD uh, deposit on there too. Uh, Milnan says, can you wholesale and assign a seller finance? So, yep. All the time. Uh, assignment of contract because you're writing a contract to take something up subject to just got a text or a, you can do a lease option. So at least with option to buy, you can assign that too. Just got a text back from a seller that said no assignment of contract. Should I still pursue it? Double close, but it's gotta be a really, really good deal. Like this shouldn't be a deal that's just marginal or you're not going to make like an insane amount on it's got to be a really, really good deal. And that's honestly what I could tell you from there. Yeah, I mean, Jennifer's right on this. You know, greed, guys, you can't get really greedy. If you get really greedy in this business, that's when you start failing. And I see a lot of people get greedy and they lose out. Uh, it drives me crazy. Asian says, what's harder? What's the hardest thing to learn when you're first learning wholesaling? I honestly have always found the hardest thing starting out in wholesaling real estate is confidence. And it's weird to say that I had to learn confidence, but it is something you have to, to learn, right? How to deliver your message, how to portray confidence, how to portray authority when having a conversation with a seller. This is very important for a lot of people out here. But I want people to understand that whoever has the most confidence with the most speed and that can deliver their offer with the most authority is going to win out the deal. So if I can confidently convey to a seller that I'm looking to buy your property for cash, this is my offer and this is what I can do. This is where I'm at, me and my partner. I can answer my objections with confidence and with authority. I'm good to go. And learning that confidence is hands down probably the hardest thing because learning what list to pull, it's not the end of the world. It's not the most complicated thing, right? Knowing what script to use, you guys show you what script to use. It's not that difficult, but really the hardest thing what I could tell you guys is having that confidence out there. And I think that's the thing most wholesalers struggle with. And it's really the best way to get confidence is by having conversations with people, right? And just being confident in the way you speak. And there's no way to just learn, conf like learn confidence by reading a book on it. You, you got to do it, right? And with experience, things get a lot more easier. And that's really what I try to teach so many people. So if a lot of people are struggling with confidence right now, just try to cold call the Zillow for sale by owner list. Just by cold calling the Zillow for sale by owner list, I promise you guys and gals out here, it's actually a lot easier right now to have a conversation after talking to 100 Zillow for sale by owners and give it offers. When you cold call again, it's going to be so much easier. Once you usually get 1,000 calls in, you get a lot less nervous to call. So it's a race for that, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to get on an airplane. Get on a thousand airplane rides, air, airplane, just go on a thousand airplanes and go through a flight, a thousand flights, and you'll be a lot less nervous. Same thing with cold calling. It's a flight. Do a thousand of those flights. It'd be a lot easier. Even a hundred flights, even five flights. So if you're nervous, just keep having conversations, guys. The skills that I have when it comes to talking to sellers and closing sellers, this is not something I learned overnight. It's not something I learned in a year. 
or even two years, six years of this and counting of sharpening my skill set for this. Now, you don't need 50 years to get really good at it. I would say it probably takes two years to really hone down the skills so you can close a ton of deals uh, and get really good at it and really leave no conversation bad. But it's all ultimately up to you, right? It, it's the training out here. It's a skill. It's a muscle. And you have to keep training that muscle. If you stop, wor- if you start working out the muscle, it's, it's going to get weaker, right? And cold calling is the same way. I might have the big muscles from cold calling every single day. Uh, but still, I do my live cold calls, you know, once, twice, three times a month. I'll still do it just to keep it up, right? And that's what I think so many people, they get so stressed out over. They feel like that they can't become successful because they're so nervous. And nervousness is just the lack of experience sometimes to a point. So got to put the work in, guys. Walt says, how do you get ARV virtually? Same way you get ARV in person. Just go look at the comparable values on it. So uh, Marina says, I always freeze when I decide to start my calls. I can tell most likely you probably haven't put a thousand calls in. So get through it, right? That's the best way I can explain it. And it's very easy for me to say, just do it, right? Like, I mean, that's probably the most common way to say it, but it is absolutely true. The more conversations you have with sellers, the more confidence you're going to, more confident you're going to be. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing our lives at one o'clock now. So if you want to hop on, they're going to be at one. So don't be late. And yeah. Reverse drawing for dollars. KV on. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for taking the action. Guys, when you bet on yourself, you do well based on your results. So love it. Thank you, Dream Chaser. Let's see here. So it's a good question from Trenton. Is it disrespectful to contact the owner of a property that has been listed with the agent? Not if you accidentally do it. I wouldn't do it on purpose. I just think there's no point on it because you're going to have to deal with the agent and the agent get to stick up their butt and they're mad at you. The chance of you getting a deal is going to drastically go down. But I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I'll tell this. Not a lot of people talk about it, but yeah, marketing for free is a grind. Guys, either you have the money to start doing this or you have the, the money. So either you have the money to do this or you got to put the time in to do this. It's money and time. If you have some money, you can use a paid list, listari.com, zachdata.com, dmzach.com. It makes it easier. It's less of a grind, but you got to pay the money. If you got no money, you got to put more grind in, but it's absolutely for free. So I want people to understand this. That is how you do it. And Paul, going to give this question. I love this question right here. How do you get bigger spreads with low ARV deals? There's only one way to do it. And this is by simply lowballing. If you can just lowball your sellers more, you go for the no, you'll do well. As Rick's been saying, go for no for ever since I started wholesaling. And I mean, we've been saying on this channel for three, four, four, three years, I think two or three years, whenever this channel first started, you just got to go for the no. Give an offer where you're uncomfortable with it. And if you do that, I promise you, you're just going to get better deals. 
And yeah, people are going to say no, but if you know how to lowball the right way, the stuff we teach for free at freelancing.com, you're going to do good. If you don't, no, you, you probably won't do good. So I'll tell everybody watching this, if you want to get higher spreads, you just give low, more lowball offers. And the more lowball offers you make, the better your chance for success is going to be in wholesaling real estate. So guys, if you got any value from this video, make sure you go to freewholesaling.com. Make sure you go hit that like button. Make sure you smash that subscribe button so you never miss any lives I do. Make sure you hit that notification bell uh, so you get notified whenever I go live, whenever I uh, post a video at uh, 1 o'clock. That's what it's on. So appreciate it, guys. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and see you guys soon. This is Zach Kinn signing out. 